Hey, they tricked me. Here I am. I'm thinking I'm going to do this, man. I'm going to rock this world called selling cars. Walked into that dark cave. Almost didn't come back out. Damn. Let's talk about that and so much more. There are a lot of things going on in life you got to pay attention to. All right, all right, what's happening? Welcome to the show. Going to talk about some deep stuff. Going to open the door on some things. Looking around, I'm thinking to myself, damn, so glad to be back in the sunshine, right? I mean, I spent four months, the first three months, or there was a, a, not all of it was bad, but I got this idea in my head. I wanted to go be a car salesman. And so what did I do? I jumped on that line and I set everything in place. And the next thing you know, I'm hired at a, at a car dealership. I'm, I'm selling cars. You talk about the dark side, man. I fell into a trap I created for myself. I mean, here I am, Sandy and I, we've been retired for seven years, right? And out of the blue, I decide with no forethought other than the allure of money that I was going to actually not only be good at car sales, but I was going to be able to enjoy it and make a difference and help people. Oh, you talk about delusions. You talk about getting an idea in your head that's the wrong idea in your head. And so, you know, I'm the master, right? I spend a lot of my time focusing on asking myself, well, why am I really doing this? And I fall off this cliff into an abyss, the darkest, deepest, ugliest place you could ever imagine. And I'm sitting right in the middle of it, 16 hours a day, right? Because, of course, I don't do anything half-assed. I don't sit around just kind of poke at it. You don't do eight hours when you're trying to be the world's top car salesman. What's my point? Well, the point's this. Do you realize how easy it is? How unbelievably easy it is for you to get an idea in your head, run with that idea to the point that you wake up and you are in a pile of crap where the only thing on your mind is getting through the day? How in the hell did that happen? Stick around, we're going to talk about it. Careful, careful now. Feels like I'm coming off the chain with it, but it's really true, right? So you're sitting there and you're, you have this idea in your head. And of course, I, wouldn't, I don't want to bring anything to your attention or make you uncomfortable, but you do realize that's already happening, right? You know what I'm talking about, about getting some idea in your head. The next thing you know, you are just off in a pit, an abyss of obligations and shit you have to do. I mean, forget about snowboarding, forget about hanging out and going shopping with the girls or drinking wine or touring the wineries of California or Oregon or wherever the hell you got wineries, right? You're busy. You're you're working that dream. You're like, hell, I'm just like my dad. Not to offend anybody, not to say anything about your dad, but this this idea that if we all buy into this same thing is going to bring us endless happiness and success, man. Do you know any successful people? Do you know anybody who's like, oh, hell, I, I wake up every day and I'm having a blast. And, and you're over there looking at him. You're like, what, 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 do you, what do you mean you're having a blast? Oh, yeah, I got the house and I got the car and I, I get up too early and I work all day and then I drink too much. And then I go to bed and I repeat that cycle and uh, my wife does the same thing and it feels like we're running a marathon. You ever been there? I mean, you, you know, kind of know what I'm talking about, right? It's Monday morning. 
How much did you drink last night? How much, how much weed did you smoke last night? How many things did you do last night that actually moved the direction of your life forward, moved, moved any aspect of your life closer to some ama amazing adventure? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, man, pushing in, pushing in on you, right? If you can't hear me, I need to be louder. You can't hear this. I need to make more noise. All right, so I'm over here writing my book, right? I've told you I'm writing a book. It's called Self-Defined. And I don't know that that's the entire, that's the entire title, but I know that's where it's starting. Right? So I'm writing this book, and in this book, it talks about, you know, the choices we make and why we make the choices we do. And, of course, you know, when you think about your choices, there's a reason that you your life looks like it does. There's actually a few reasons why our lives look like they do. And what's interesting about it is once they propped up that symbol, that image of what life should look like, what happiness and success should look like, guess what happens? That's the standard by which we all operate. And because this idea is so ingrained in our head about the value of owning a house, and, and no one's really talking about the other side of that, the cancer to live in, a, live in your best life, to waking up every day and going, hell yeah, what is that cancer? It's the debt. No matter why you go into debt for a house, the reason you maintain and you hold that position with that house is because you can't afford to get rid of it or you're afraid to get rid of it because it's been elevated to such a high level of, of, of value to you. What does your house do for you that my house doesn't do for me? Now, I live in a 41-foot fifth wheel. And we've been traveling around the country for almost seven years now. We're getting ready to transition out of it. But the point is, what does your house do for you that my house does, doesn't do for me? Now, this is where it gets confusing. Because this is where people start going, well, you know, you got to have a nice house. It's an investment in this and that and this and that and this and that, which is all valid. It might all be valid. The question you have to ask yourself is, what value are you drawing from that choice? Compared to the obligation, the burden that you incur as a result of that decision, what benefit, what value do you derive? And more importantly, does that value elevate you beyond the level of obligation? I live in a fifth wheel. It's You pull it around, you work on it, you maintain it, right? For that, I get to see amazing places like Cadillac Mountain in, in Maine, Yuma, Arizona, or Mesa, Arizona, or any New York City in and Bar Harbor, Maine, and Florida, and South Carolina, and Georgia, right? I get to see all kinds of amazing stuff. And because I'm inspired and I love those things, the effort that I have to put in in order to maintain that lifestyle doesn't even touch the benefit. Take that same image now. Let's keep, keep that in your head, that image of the value you get for the life you live and the effort you put in to live that life. If you're waking up every day and you are over the top inspired by the things you get to do, you are like, man. And the wife or your partner over there, she was, she was kind of restless last night, wasn't you? And you say, yeah, well, yeah, I was restless. I'm kind of excited. Get to get up today and I get to do this and this and this and this and this. I get to learn this and this and this and this and this. 
But what's the reality? What is the reality of those choices that you have made? You're not excited about getting up. You get up at 5.30 in the morning, you drink your coffee, you grab something out of the fridge, you grab your lunchbox, head out the door, bust your ass all day, rush home, get halfway home, realize the you forgot to stop at the liquor store, got to go back out, get at the liquor store, unload the kids, get them in the house, get the beer in the fridge, get one pop, get it drank down, and get the rest of your amazing adventure rolling so maybe by 8 o'clock you can sit down, enjoy your, your fourth beer, and watch a little TV. Huh. I don't know. You tell me. Tell me what you think it looks like. How does it feel? (laughs) I could go on with this. I could. I could really rock it with this and not even stop. We're going to go ahead and take this a step further. Why do you suppose you're living the life you're living? Why do you suppose you wake up every day and it feels like you want to do something more, but no matter what you do, the same thing keeps repeating over and over and over again. Sort of like your personal Groundhog Day hell. Let's take it there. All right, what happened? What happened? That's what they said. What happened? What happened? Well, I can tell you what happened. What happened was you got yourself sidetracked. What happened was... The stories that everyone told you and the fact that you've got these models for what your life should look like all around you has established your position in life. See, the one thing we don't want or the world doesn't want us to realize is that guess what? A house, car, and three kids living in suburbia is not exactly that much fun. And right now, for most of us, because of what comes into our mind, and that is the television, the incessant advertising, talking about chase it, chase it. We got to be happy. We got to be happy, right? In order for you to grab a hold of what's going to truly inspire you and energize you, you got to kind of step away from all the noise long enough. You got to scream to the world, shut up, shut up. I need to think, right? How much time on the average day do you spend thinking about you, about where you are, about where you're going, about what you love and what you hate about your life? And even more important than that, let's think about this. Even more important than that is how much time do you spend taking action to improve any aspect of it to the point when you look back, your life will always be better than it was. You trying to figure out why I'm here? Hell, I don't know. Maybe I'm here because, well, number one, I I really love the idea that even if it doesn't help in anybody, I think it is. I wake up every day and I have something to say and I say it because, hell, who knows? One person listens to what I have to say and says, you know, he's right. I don't really like mowing lawns that much. Why the hell am I doing it? What happens when you don't like liver? People, People don't like liver, right? You don't like liver. You eat it? No, you don't eat it. You're like, screw that. I don't like yard work. I don't like painting. I don't like fixing fences or hanging doors. I don't like remodeling. There's a lot of things that I do not like, and it's not even an issue of me not liking it. It's just when I look at the menu of life, this thing that we have to choose from, there are so many other things that are more impressive, more exciting, and more energizing than waking up on Saturday morning hungover So you can go outside and push a lawnmower to grow a crop no one eats. Man, if that now there's a salesman, right? There's a guy who shows up and he says, hey, listen, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to trick him into going from planting beans and corn to growing grass. That'll scratch that little farmer itch that they have, right? That's what I'm talking about. 
and you do it. And it isn't that much fun. Why do we do it? Why is it so hard for us to say, I don't know, yeah, say what you will about how cool it is to have a nice yard, but I'd rather have a nice boat and hang out on the beach, right? I'd rather, I know, say how great it is to spend a whole weekend shoveling rocks so your driveway looks good when you could be spending an entire week hiking in the mountains of Colorado, fly fishing in those high mountain lakes, right? Before you can change it, you have to understand how you got there. Before you can change it, you have to be able to say, all right, this is where we're at. All right, let's see what we can do here. Let's go ahead and fix this thing. Let's make it better for us. How would we do that? Here, what's the plan, right? <laughs> Forgive me. I don't, I don't mean to laugh, right? I don't mean to laugh, but the reality is, come on, man. Come on, be real. You're not having fun. No one is having fun. Everybody's walking around with scowls on their face. I go to the gym, and I, you know, I get that. Right? I get that whole gym rat kind of attitude. Everybody in the gym's a tough guy or sexier than anything you can imagine, right? Just walking around being us, right? Like everyone else. And I feel like a dork because I'm standing up on the treadmill. I almost fell off the treadmill. I'm watching Army Fails on the TV and I'm just kind of in my zone enjoying where I am, right? And I almost fall off the treadmill. But And I got to laugh for it. But the point I'm making here is we're not having any fun. And what's ridiculous about it is we will not accept or be able to say to ourselves, hey, you know what? What do you think about this whole buying a house for way more money than it's worth so I can work my ass off 12 hours a day for my entire life to pay it off, but I never pay it off because I always borrow against it. And when I die, I don't have any money and I'm just old and dead. Think I'm joking. That's exactly where it ends up. Let's talk about it. Take a look at your life. Now move to anyone who's lived a similar life than you, your dad, your aunt, your uncle, your grandma, your grandpa, where they grew up, they got married, they had a family, they bought a house, they went into debt, they worked their ass off, and then eventually they were able to retire or had to retire. And then no matter where you are now, if you continue to do the same things as other people have done, you're going to live the same exact life. And what's funny about it is it makes me, it's, it's kind of like, it's weird when I start talking about Sandy and I's life because people, well, that's amazing. That's a, that's a, you did what? Oh, wow. I could never do that. Well, of course you can't do that because you can't be the person you are now and be the person you can be. Pick, choose. You got to make a decision. You got to stand up and say, okay, let me see world. If I could do anything right now in this moment, what would it be? there's the ticket are you getting it there's the ticket are you picking up what i'm throwing down i certainly hope so (laughs) all right let's break this down for you so let me ask you a simple question where did you get the things you got going on in your head where did you get these ideas that you keep walking around with Well, like the animal kingdom, like the giraffes and the zebras and every other animal, the lions and the gazelles and the hyenas and even the alligators and hippos, right? What happened was you were indoctrinated into a way of life based on the other creatures, other species, creatures around you, right? You don't, as a young lion, you learn that a porcupine isn't a ball, right? Well, the same is true for our kids. For us, this is how we learned. And what we learned was the life that we're living is the best plan for us. I mean, obviously, millions of people do it. I mean, in fact, during the pandemic, people had lost their minds to the point that buying a house was more important than having food on the table. 
or at least that's what it's going to turn out to be when this whole thing comes tumbling down and all of a sudden the housing house prices drop and everybody's upside down on their mortgages so then they start foreclosing because who wants to buy pay more for a house than it's worth and that's exactly what's going to happen but the reality is where did we get this idea that this is the the dream I mean, it's unequivocal. You ask anybody, hey, why do you own a house? Well, you got to have a house, and a house is a good investment. Really? Yeah, uh, you got to have a place to live. I agree with that. And, and a house can be a good investment if that's how you manage your house. But how many of us actually manage our home at that level, right? How many of us actually manage that financial asset in a manner that allows us to continue to make money? Because if that's the case, then what you would have done was you would have been currently living in a paid off, a house you own outright, and then you'd be leasing it to yourself, to the corporation that's actually managing your properties, right? And then you would be jockeying and you'd buy properties and you'd fix them up and you'd sell them or you'd hold them depending on the direction of the market. Is that what you're doing? No, you're buying a house because it's a good investment. And the reason you're doing that is because they said it's a good investment. But it's not always a good investment. When you think about the value, you return you get on it from the standpoint of value. How good does it feel to be in debt for a house? How great is that experience? And the truth is, at least from where I'm sitting, it isn't that great. Why is that? Well, it's because you're, you don't love how, I don't care who you are. I mean, unless you're a better homes and gardens addict and you wake up every day and all you think about is how much nicer you can make your home, there's a good chance that most of the crap you have to do related to that asset is not that much fun. You're not kicking your shoe, getting your shoes on all excited going, hey, listen, hey, we're going to go mow the lawn. I'm going to pull some weeds and I'm going to rake the yard and, and then I got to fix the damn sprinkler heads and yeah, and the pump ain't working. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, I can't wait. Not a chance. Not a chance. Why are you doing it then? Well, the reason you're doing it is because you don't have another option. Or you're so friggin' tired and out of time, out of breath, out of energy for taking care of the crap you're taking care of. You don't have the energy to try and change it. Is that surprising? Let's talk about energy levels. Talk about energy. See, the problem we have is, if you notice, I keep showing up. The reason I show up is because I have a lot of energy. The reason I have a lot of energy is because I have a lot of things in my life that I do purely because I love doing them. How would you like it if that was how it worked for you? How would you like it if all of a sudden you had so much going on that you enjoy that you're like, hell, I'm not stopping now. I'm losing weight because I got a lot of living to do. talking about energy let's talk about energy where do you get your energy from right now i mean when you think about the energy to get up get breakfast get yourself ready to go put your work clothes on roll out the door in what most of the time is a really shitty job or a job that you're just barely you're barely doing anything at right how is it that we allow ourselves to get so energy depleted by the things that we invite into our life it's because these ideas aren't ours if you had your way right now, think about it. If you had your way right now, you're sitting here doing what you're doing, but if you had the opportunity to do anything in the world, I guarantee it wouldn't be what you're doing right now. It would be snowboarding. It would be hiking. It would be going on an adventure. It would be living debt-free. It would be so many other things than what you're doing right now. 
But yet when I come along and I say, hey, dude, how about this? You thought about this? Have you thought about going ahead and doing this or that or maybe trying RVing or maybe getting rid of that big ass fancy car, get you a little beater so you have some money to go surfing? And you know what the resistance is going to be? No, no, no. No, that's not success. That's not, that's not how, we, how we portray our happiness. Let me break it down for you. When you woke up on Monday morning, the day after you were going to quit drinking, but you didn't quit drinking, you went in and had too much to drink, and you're not really feeling that enthused about the day anyway. In fact, you're actually wishing it was already over. If that's all going on in your head, if you're thinking, ah, traffic and people and bosses and deadlines and never enough money and never enough stuff, man, I don't know. Maybe you should step back. Maybe you should just say, hit the brakes. Hit the brakes. Why? Because that's what they told you you should do. That's because that's what the tribe does. It's because that's what everyone around you does. My point I'm making is it's okay to have money. It's okay to spend money. But my question to you is if you're going to spend a bunch of money that you're going to work your ass off to earn, why wouldn't you spend that money on shit that's worth doing? Why would you spend that money on a pile of work when you don't really like doing that kind of work? I mean, let's face it. Everything, even the fun shit you do is work. You go snowboarding, you look up that hill on the, at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and you're trying to dig within yourself to find the endurance to make one more run. Bust your ass, get on the, on, the, on the lift, get a little cold on the lift, come down, try and heat it up, cut it up, fall three times, and you finally make it to the lodge at 5. You're tired, you want soup, you want some, something to drink. It's all work. Question to you is, why did you choose to mow lawns, paint fences, fix doors, remodel bathrooms, hang cabinets, friggin' pull weeds, spread gravel, when you could be mountain biking, hiking, kayaking, swimming, fishing, singing, dancing, painting, and so much more? Let's get the ball rolling. Stick around. We're going to talk about how you're going to get this thing done today. All right, let's get into living more life, right? We're going to jump into getting into that point where you wake up and you're like, okay, let's do this. And you're probably thinking to yourself, yeah, right, yeah, right. Truth is, it's going to take some work on your part. You're going to have to actually sit down and say, okay, I'm done being fat. I'm done being lazy. I'm done being angry because I hate my job and I'm swimming in debt. Doesn't mean you're going to change all those things, but you've got to define a reason to start harvesting some energy from the life you live. For me and Sandy, Sandy and I, we worked, I worked two jobs my entire life almost. In fact, until my youngest was a senior in high school, that's what I did. I worked two jobs. But then I realized my my daughter's getting ready to move out. I don't know this lady I'm married to. We've been doing different directions, playing different roles for so long that while we cohabitated and we got along okay. We certainly weren't the kind of friends to want to spend the rest of our life together without any kind of intervention, that being kids and grandkids, right? So I'm thinking, all right, let's go ahead and get this thing going. So I said, well, what can I do about it? I started walking with my wife. Started walking, just something simple, doesn't cost me any money. Didn't, didn't take, it took some time, took some good listening skills. Word of caution here, if you don't walk with the person you love, Um, there's a chance someone's going to be doing a lot of listening and someone's going to be doing a lot of talking. 
Is there anything wrong with that? Well, it takes a little patience sometimes because sometimes you're going to hear some stuff that you might not want to hear. But on, and the, on the long haul, there is nothing better to improve your life, to get your direction, to put fuel in your tank so you'll start moving in a direction together instead of in separate directions. It's getting to know each other again, having fun. That is as big as it, a step as it takes in order for you to begin moving that ball in a positive direction, right? In order for you to start harvesting some energy. Yeah, sure, you got a shitty job and you still have the debt, but guess what? Every night at 4 o'clock, you and your wife get to go for a walk. Your partner gets to go for a walk, have some fun, talk about dreams, share some ideas, and be connected to who you are individually and together. Because it's that fuel or the lack of fuel that's keeping you. You're just like right now. Think about your life right now. You wake up at the same time every day. You go to bed about the same time. And your day looks exactly the same as it did yesterday and tomorrow. Why is that? Because you're on autopilot and your life is functioning at the level of energy that it currently generates. You're not generating high levels of energy at the gym. You're over there, yeah, I'm a bad old man. Yeah, I like working out. No, you're not doing that. You are sitting basically and putting from one one objective, one obligation to the next. And every night when you go to bed, you're exactly as tired as you were the day before. And when you wake up, you wake up feeling exactly the same way. That's because there's nothing in your life... That's adding energy and fuel to your tank. There's nothing in your life that's saying, hey, Chris, get up. Let's do this. I'm going to tell you how to change it. You want to know how to change it? Do something. Do something you've never done. Just commit to doing something. Take some action that you enjoy that might just actually inspire you to want to be a better person, want to make you do something, something you love. Forget about what the world says about what you own and how your life should look. What would feel good to you? What would you like to do? That's how it starts. You know why I woke up this morning and I decided to do the podcast? is because I decided that I'm done half-assing it. I'm done letting this thing beat me up. I have some information that you could use. I promise that. And if, you, if you've been listening, I would imagine that you're already picking up on that. If you want to move forward, if you want to wake up and have a reason to be excited, add a reason to be excited into your life. Add something to your life that you truly enjoy. Walking with your walking with your partner, riding your bike, spending an hour a night working on your artwork or writing that novel that you've always wanted to write, working out for the right reasons. And once you pick that thing, get excited about it. Get, tell your friends about it. Talk about it. Talk to yourself about it. And guess what will happen? Before you know it, if you do it long enough, eventually what that dream is or that idea becomes is a dream and then it becomes a reality. You know why I'm back on the car? You know why I was you know why I was selling cars? I was selling cars because I set my intention to sell cars. I said, you know what, this is what I'm gonna be in the future. And this is where I'm going. And then I just started doing things that are necessary in order for me to get there. I did my resume. I got me some fancy clothes. I read some books about sales, listened to some books about sales and how how it's done, understood a little bit about the car dealership, right? And next thing you know, guess what? Guess what? Guess where I am? Forget about what you believe. 
Ask yourself a simple question. If I do this, how will it feel? How will it enhance my life? If I decide to register, just we'll go down to the college and talk to them about maybe getting enrolled in the nursing program. How, how would that work? What would, what, would, what would effort would be taken and what could be the possible benefit or value from that? Maybe I'll, yeah, okay, I'll just meet with the advisor. Heck, I'll just check and see how many classes, how long it would take, how much money I might need. Before you know it, you will become that. You will achieve that. You wake up every day and you say to yourself, here we go. You wake up every day and you say, this is where I am going to be, and I promise you're going to get there. I tried it. I was a car salesman for four months, and guess what? Not for me. But the difference is I was willing to say, not for me. I was willing to walk away saying, yuck. You'll get where you want to be when where you want to be is more inspiring, more energizing than where you are. That's the truth. That's how it works. And it's in your hands. Hey, listen, till next time, my name is Chris Aquez. Thank you for tuning in. Sorry I delayed in coming back, but I tell you what, I got a new attitude about it. I think this is going to be good for you and me. Have a wonderful day.